uh, the day that we've been uh, looking at for months and months and months, October 30th. You know, what happens on October 30th? Mars is stationing retrograde, you know? So uh, we'll talk about that today, but it's a big day. It's a big day in the sort of uh, Halloween, <laughs> which is New Year, but also a big day with the astrology of of today and the significance of the astrology. Um, but uh, hey, Allison, good morning. Happy Samhain, everybody. Um, how did you all feel, you know, waking up this morning because uh, Mars stationed retrograde at around not uh 8:30 central 9:30 eastern so about an hour ago give or take <laughs> and um i was just talking to someone who's like a very active morning person and they were like i can't get out of bed <laughs> and i was like that's that's the mars retrograde vibe for sure um, and I think we could talk a little bit about Mars stationing days and some things to maybe expect or not beat ourselves up about. And I think on the one hand, on the day Mars stations retrograde, which is today, October 30th, um, we might be feeling a little bit low energy. We might be feeling... Like, all we want to do is just kind of rest, and um, maybe we feel like our motivation is uh, a little bit out of alignment, right? Like, we don't quite have the motivation that we wanted to have upon waking. You know, that's a very Mars retrograde thing. Um, but remember, my friends, this Mars retrograde is in Gemini. And Gemini is a sign that is ruled by Mercury. So even though Mars is the planet of action and physical exertion, there is something about, I think, this Mars retrograde that is a little bit more internal, a little bit more cerebral. Like, you know, something is happening in the mind space more than more than what we are doing it's more about like what we're thinking and how we're rethinking which feels very mars retrograde and gemini um and uh you know what i actually woke up this morning and i um for some reason i haven't uh looked at this book in a while uh but i woke up thinking about the four agreements. And um, I don't know, this is why I love just like kind of tuning into what kind of pops into my mind upon waking, because I do feel like that's when we are the most connected and, you know, our intuitive hits can come in the most clearly. And I'm like, hmm, like, what about the four agreements? Who's read this book? Comment below. Um, I was like, hmm, why is that book, like, coming to mind? And I started to think about, like, the top three things that stood out to me from this book. And if you've read it, um, I'm sure we all have different things that kind of stand out about the four agreements, right? Um, but I was thinking about a few things that this book speaks to. Um, on the one hand, this book teaches us a lot about why making assumptions is wrong. You know, of course, we all know the sort of, um, what's that phrase? When you make an assumption, you make an ass out of you and me. Like, we all know, like, making assumptions isn't great. But something about this book, like, the takeaway of this book, um 
you know, the real meaning behind assumptions. That's something that I remember about the four agreements. Um, there's also a really profound section about why people lie. Um, is, oh, <laughs> about why people lie. And also there's some good stuff in here about integrity and, um, and what it actually means to stay true to our integrity and uh Faye, you said hey mal i forgot about the time change and which church is an hour earlier today i had no idea there was a time change <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> really are you serious the time change today you're fucking no see you guys mars retrograde Wow, I'm sorry if uh, you are here a lot earlier than you usually are, because um, this is already kind of early, and it's the the day after Halloween, right? So, um, or Halloween weekend. Alice, you said, I just woke up, I set an alarm for this, <laughs> but I had some really intense dreams that I had something really needed to do and no one would cooperate with me. Um, oh, okay. Uh, that's an interesting dream, Ellis, uh, and it kind of feels Mars retrograde. Um, oh, okay, Faye, this is in Europe. Okay, so Faye, you are in Europe and the U.S. changes next week. Okay. Whew, I was thinking like, oh man, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really clicked out of what day, what time, <laughs> what planet we are on if I forgot about the fact that the time is changing. Um, but you know, something I was thinking about with this Mars retrograde and Mars in Gemini and how our words motivate our actions and how our words may, um, you know, need a little bit of rewiring in the next three to four months and how our intentions we're almost like checking over our intentions and almost checking in with whether or not certain choices certain people certain thought patterns certain narratives are truly aligned with our integrity and i think that's a very mars in gemini kind of thing like is what i am doing you know what i am acting upon is it truly aligned with what I believe and what I think? Or am I acting upon some impulse that comes from conditioning or comes from the need to please others and et cetera, et cetera. And like, this is why I love the four agreements because it really talks about why people, um, I don't know, like why people do shitty things. And um, <laughs> I guess that's like part of what I get out of this book. Um, like understanding why people say hurtful things to us or why people do things to us that rub us the wrong way or even why people lie to us. I'm not saying that these people need an excuse like for their bad behavior. That's not what I'm saying, but kind of like understanding the root of why they're doing that. That is one of the most valuable things that this book taught me. Um, and I do think that the reason I'm talking about this or feel called to talk about it, I think it's going to be one of our Mars retrograde themes. We're not only examining why we are doing something, why we are acting upon this narrative, this intention. But also, we're kind of observing why others are doing what they're doing. And we're observing other people's levels of integrity and levels of, you know, staying true to themselves, which, again, is another for agreement. But let me... um let me read this to you um, because I think it's going to really kind of marinate over time with this Mars retrograde. 
Um, so wherever you go, you will find people lying to you. And your as your awareness grows, you will notice that you also lie to yourself. Do not expect people to tell you the truth because they also lie to themselves. You have to trust yourself and choose to believe or not believe what someone says to you. When we really see other people as they are without taking it personally, we can never be hurt by what they say or do. Even if others lie to you, it is okay. They are lying to you because they are afraid. They are afraid you will discover that they are not perfect. It is painful to take that social mask off. If others say one thing, but do another, you are lying to yourself if you don't listen to their actions. But if you are truthful with yourself, you save yourself a lot of emotional pain. Telling yourself the truth about it may hurt, but you don't need to be attached to the pain. Healing is on the way, and it's just a matter of time before things will be better for you. Um, so, one of the reasons I read that, you're like, Mal, what the fuck does that have to do with Mars retrograde in Gemini? Well, I think a lot. <laughs> It has a lot to do with Mars retrograde in Gemini. And I'm not reading that to necessarily make us all paranoid that like, oh, I'm lying to myself or someone's lying to me or whatever. Like, that's not the intention. But there's something about this Mars retrograde in Gemini where we are kind of almost being hit with this notion that a, other people are not our responsibility. And B, a lot of things that other people do to us or we perceive, oh, that person did that to me, actually has like zero to do with who we actually are, right? And part of Gemini, I think, as a sign... This isn't necessarily me like talking about individuals with like Gemini placements. So don't take this, don't take this too personally if you are a Gemini. But I mean like Gemini in the story of the Zodiac, um, something that Gemini is developing is discernment and integrity. We could say we all are developing discernment and integrity um, in some way, but especially Gemini. Why? Well, if you think about it, in the story of the Zodiac, Gemini is the collector of information. Um, Gemini, I often, um, you know, I often think about, like, it as the little kid, you know, in the library. They just got their library card. And uh, they want to literally check out every single book in the whole fucking library. Because that's the pure beauty and excitement of Gemini, the uh, sort of thrill of the collection of information, right? Um, and uh, the thrill of um, just like learning new things. Uh, yet what they are learning is to sort of discern what information is actually for them, right? They're learning to, like, have integrity with their study, right? Um, and uh, they're learning to kind of filter the information that they're getting and um, almost develop sort of a, a little bit more of a streamlined focus, okay? Um, so I say that, I say that because I think right now in this Mars retrograde Gemini era, um, we might be sort of um, not only doing this within ourselves, but also watching other people do it. 
you know, watching other people collect their data and try to sort it out. Um, and I also think that this Mars retrograde in Gemini is kind of like a lie detector in a weird way. Um, because those who are not acting in their own integrity or maybe um, who are lying to themselves in some context or blaming other people. By the way, don't take it personally. <laughs> you know, like this, this kind of becomes a theme, I think, of Mars retrograde and Gemini. Like seeing the people around us not completely in their integrity, not completely trusting themselves, not completely acting from a place of self-love, self-empowerment. And for those of us who are sort of on this healing journey and at least attempting to be in our integrity, in attempting to tell ourselves the truth, attempting to, um, you know... Uh, yeah, like live an honest life in some way, we might kind of be noticing a lot like, you know, wow, like, did that person just lie to me? Or, you know, like, did that person just, did that person really mean what they said, said? Or, you know, this person gave me a criticism. Was that really about me? That's kind of like a Mars in Gemini retrograde here. This idea that um, what people do has nothing to do with us. Um, what people think about us is none of our business. <laughs> and, you know, when people don't tell the truth to us, it actually is coming from an inner child wound of them wanting to be good or wanting to be perceived as good. Um and that's something that I just really get so much about from the four agreements. Um, and Pam, you said this is definitely per pertinent to dating. People are so flaky and ghosting is prevalent right now. Yeah, it's a perfect, perfect example. You know, you when you're dating, you know, during a Mars retrograde in particular, um, but I think all the time, erase that. It's not just Mars retrograde. It's all the time. Um, when you're dating, yeah, you're you're running into someone um, who has lived a full life before meeting you, and you're getting uh, one hour of a date, you know, of their life, and you know, within that one hour, uh, we may unconsciously or consciously. <laughs> be curating the version of ourselves that we want to present to this person. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, that can, that can lead to some confusion <laughs> and, and, uh, maybe not quite getting the exact vibe check of this person. That's actually a, a good way of thinking of this Mars retrograde in Gemini. Like the vibe check is off. <laughs> my vibe check uh abilities might may be off or um other people aren't completely in their integrity right now uh you know other people are kind of running around like a chicken with its head cut off right so what do i do with that right like if if people right now are learning lessons about being honest. And um, one thing too, let's see, let me read this um, part that I was reading this morning that was about this idea of integrity. Okay. Yeah, so, um, you know, this is technically the part of the four agreements where um, where they're talking kind of about being true to your word, um, and being impeccable with your word. What does that really mean? Um, if I love myself, I will express that love in my interactions with you. And then I am being impeccable with my word 
because that action will produce a like reaction. If I love you, then you will love me. If I insult you, you will insult me. If I have gratitude for you, you will have gratitude for me. If I'm selfish with you, you will be selfish with me. If I use the word to put a spell on you, you are going to put a spell on me. Being impeccable with your word is the correct use of energy. It means you use your energy in the direction of truth and love for yourself. I'm going to read that again. Being impeccable with your word is the correct use of your energy. It means to use your energy in the direction of truth and love for yourself. If you make an agreement with yourself to be impeccable with your word, just with that intention, the truth will manifest through you and clean all the emotional poison that exists within you. But making this agreement is difficult because we have learned to do precisely the opposite. We have learned to lie as a habit of our communication with others and more importantly, within ourselves. We are not impeccable with the world, with the word. Um, isn't that powerful? Like, doesn't that just kind of remind you of Mars and Gemini? It, it reminds me of Mars and Gemini. Again, not like the actual natal placement if, per se, but the sort of vibe overall of what the themes that Mars and Gemini can sort of bring up. Um, and uh, Faye, you said, I think of Gemini as the third sign in the zodiac and the toddler in human development. Um, Ellis, you said, I have a hard time with integrity myself because I seem to get along with everyone or agree with a lot of ideas at once. Thanks, Libra placements, human design, open heart. <laughs> but I go through many identity crises. I also wish as a society we could work with and accept radical honesty. But that just might be me being autistic and hating figuring out all of the codes of polite society. Um, 100%. You know, like, don't you kind of feel bad for, like, I saw on TikTok the other day. Um, because <laughs> like, yeah, TikTok, uh, TikTok actually gives me faith in humanity because it kind of reminds me just how funny humans are, um, and how like comedy is a survival mechanism for us on this hellscape, which is why I just like TikTok. Um, but on TikTok, uh, I was, um, um, I was listening to this girl talk about her date and with this guy and uh she was talking about how like they split the bill which wasn't a big deal but then later um in the date this guy like made a comment about how he makes like a ton of money or something and she was just like dude why are you lying like she didn't say that but she's like thinking like like, why are you, why are you now, like, making up this story about how much money you make? And you almost feel bad for that person, because even though they're a dodo brain, you're like, society has their claws in that person so much that they think that money defines them and they think that money is directly correlated with their worth and maybe even directly correlated with their ability to receive love from a woman on a date and uh so they're lying they're lying but they're lying because they want to receive love right or like they're lying because they're trying to abide by the codes of society um and I think in some sense, society, um, in order to like abide by the codes of society, there is some sort of like self-dishonesty that we all have, right? Or like there's some sort of, um, uh, there's some sort of mask that we all kind of have to have on to play the game, 
Oh, right. And uh, including me, like there's been, oh, there's been times when um, uh, I can think of like, this is clear where, um, you know, psychologically, who do we want uh, love from the most? Our parents, right? And uh, like, I would say um, somewhere where I lie a lot is with my parents and even on the level of busyness that I am. Like I might have like one or two clients in the day, but like my mom may text me and say, what are you doing today? And I might be like, oh, I'm really super busy <laughs> with my client stuff today. Uh, why do I do that? Well, okay, let's unpack that. <laughs> you know, I do that because I was raised in a household where productivity was king, right? So if I want my mother's love and worth or love and attention, I'm going to have to be busy, right? Also, I know that there's not a lot of approval in my career realm choice. So at least if I like come off as being like super, super busy, <laughs> you know, like it might kind of uh, win me some love from her, right? Um, so, and that's not something where I think, I am consciously lying. Like I am a malicious <laughs> liar, <laughs> you know, like that's just something I do to just abide by the code of what I've been fed, right? And I think there's something about this Mars retrograde where we're kind of seeing this in others. We're seeing this in ourselves. We're seeing like where our integrity might be like a little off or we're seeing where we may even be um kind of walking contradictions in some way <laughs> which is kind of a mars and gemini thing um you know like um i'm glad this is making sense to you amy you said i love today's theme very pertinent um because i'm like i don't think i'm making sense at all um and uh Amy, you said my Mars is in Gemini and I'm having major power struggles with my dad. Yeah. Yeah, that could totally be, totally be true. And Ellis, you said people lie when they don't feel safe to tell the truth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So maybe there's something about this Mars in Gemini where um, there is some kind of truth that's kind of being revealed to ourselves. Um, you know, or there's some kind of truth that maybe we are realizing about others that they don't even realize about themselves you know what guys have you ever realized oh that person's lying to themselves and they don't know it <laughs> or is that just me <laughs> is that just a pisces thing uh you know that could be that could be a mars and gemini kind of thing right um Amy, you said, I feel like I'm at a lack of words lately. Normally I have an abundance of words. I'm impressed by your communication. <laughs> oh gosh, thanks. Um, let's see. Um, there was something else I wanted to read from here that I think is, is, is pertinent in this moment. Um, so we dishonor ourselves just to please others. We even do harm to our physical bodies to be accepted by others. You see teenagers taking drugs just to avoid being rejected by other teenagers. They are not aware that the problem is that they don't accept themselves. They reject themselves because they are not what they pretend to be. They wish to be a certain way, but they are not. And for this, they carry shame and guilt. Humans punish themselves endlessly for not being what they believe they should be. They become very self-abusive and they use other people to abuse themselves as well. But nobody abuses more than we, nobody abuses us more than we abuse ourselves. Um, and it is the judge, the victim, and the belief systems that make us do this. 
True, we find people who say to their husbands or wife or mother or father, abuse them. But you know that we abuse ourselves much more than that. The way we judge ourselves is, wor is the worst judge that ever existed. If we make a mistake in front of people, we try to deny the mistake and cover it up. But as soon as we are alone, the judge becomes so strong, the guilt is so strong, and we feel stupid or so bad or so unworthy. Um, totally, totally. Yeah, I'm thinking back to um, uh, summer of 2020, 2020 um, with, you know, the George Floyd protests. And um, I'm thinking about, um, you know, uh, at that time in particular, how much self-judgment was being projected outwards into the inter onto the interwebs, right? Um, like how much judgment, how, how we judge others is sometimes like a direct correlation with, you know, how we judge ourselves, you know? And there is something there like where I was noticing even with the ongoing discussion of like anti-racism and um and I'm being gentle because I know this is such a big topic and I'm not going to do justice to what I'm saying and I might even be being a little bit terse here but um I find that sometimes sometimes not all the time but sometimes this like fierce need to call someone out on their perceived behavior, right, is like coming from a place of self-judgment and like coming from a place of projected self-judgment. And it's not actually about the cause itself, which is anti-racism, anti-oppression. Like sometimes I see people trying to make corrections for other people or trying to you know shift other people's perspectives in a extremely abrasive way and I think huh yeah the frequency of that doesn't actually have to do with them wanting anti-racism or anti-oppression um to be more prominent in this world the frequency of what they just did was like a weird like parent child punishing projection thing you know and i know i just used like probably the most extreme example that has the potential to push other people's buttons so i i could have thought of a little bit more of a less um less fiery example but that just is kind of what comes to mind after reading that passage like how deeply we judge ourselves and how that and how deeply we punish ourselves and abuse ourselves sometimes and how that so clearly comes out you know when we point fingers at other people or judge other people for where they are on their path and it kind of veers away from the whole thing we think we're fighting for but then we end up you know we end up coming from a place of unconscious <laughs> self-punishment self-judgment you know um and um amy you said people also lie to themselves when they haven't accepted all parts of themselves a matter of self-love yeah oh it's so much easier to know when we're lying when we can say oh yeah my inner child that part of my inner child really wants to be accepted and, and that's why I'm acting in this way, or that's why I'm behaving in this way. Um, and uh, Ellis, you said, there was definitely a moment when I realized how I was going about my politics was tied to a superiority complex. And that's another reason I went offline. Um, I feel safe to be honest here. Good job, friends. <laughs> Ellis, I thank you for sharing that and I, I completely know what you mean and I um yeah I really honor 
everything you just said and um and uh vendela you said that example helped clarify the message and true thanks um um jessica so insightful so brilliant uh sam you said learning not to blame others when i am angry is a lifelong lesson yeah yeah totally totally um oh my gosh it's uh it's a good thing with mars and gemini you know it's it's going to be a difficult thing but it's really good because there's something right now in the collective where we are learning i think a little bit of like why we take action out of alignment with our integrity um why we may lie to ourselves why we might may lie to others why others may lie to us why um others behavior isn't actually about us you know feels very big mars in gemini vibes um one more thing i don't know if you t i told you guys i think i mentioned this at some point but um in my move to uh Chicago, uh, one of the things that was holding me back for a while was like my financial <laughs> fears of like my business. And one thing that I was kind of thinking about and one thing that was kind of making me a little bit, not a little bit, like a lot stuck in um, my family's house was just like kind of like the overwhelming thought of... Um, oh my God, like I'm going to be like carrying like every single one of my life expenses, like rent, food, gas, health insurance. Like I'm going to be carrying that all on my chest and that doesn't feel good to me right now. And although it feels good to be self-employed and be my own boss, especially in this economy, it's just, it's hard, right? Especially when rent is astronomical. Um, so I was kind of just for a while I was sitting in like what I could do and what kind of part-time job I'd be willing to get. And, um, so I used to work at Whole Foods back in like 2018 before I went to Malaysia. And I was thinking about, you know, the jobs that I've done and the jobs that I've liked. And I actually really liked when I used to work at Whole Foods. So I said, okay, huh, let me look at my new apartment is there a Whole Foods nearby? There is. And uh, so I applied and Whole Foods is actually a really good job because they'll like re rehire you at different locations. So they rehired me and I'm really thankful to have this little part-time job like two or three days a week there because it's kind of gave me some peace of mind in this move. And I don't think I'm gonna be doing it forever and I'm still considering myself to be like full-fledged in my business but you know it's just like a little a little thing to calm calm the the nerves at night right about finances but the reason I share this by the way if you're in Chicago if you're in Chicago and you see me at um the Lakeview Whole Foods please come say hi I would love to say hi to you um but the uh the thing about whole foods is um something that i think about is that i never know i i'm faced with m potentially sometimes hundreds of people a day that i don't really know anything about but i'm like ringing up their groceries or i'm like answering their question or like there's like this poetry of I don't know where this person is coming from. I don't know what kind of day they've had. I don't know if this is like the best day of their life and they just got like a promotion or they just found out that their wife is pregnant like and they could be coming and buying like a bottle of champagne or this could be the absolute worst day of this person's life and they could be coming and grocery shopping after you know getting fired from their job or maybe they just picked up um like a uh, a prescription because they're having a miscarriage you know like you just don't know 
And there's just something about this job that's kind of reminding me of Mars retrograde in Gemini, how we really don't know where people are coming from. And the other day, I don't have many people who are rude to me. Um, most people are just kind of chill. But the other day, I did have um, a woman who was pretty rude to me. Just with this, there is a receipt. <laughs> there is a, there is a receipt um, situation. <laughs> let's, let's say that there is a receipt situation. And, um, she walked away and I'm not making excuses for what she did because I mean, quite frankly, if you are like that rude to a customer service worker, like you need, you need therapy, right? <laughs> like, you know, like you have issues. Um, but I, I was thinking, you know, I have no idea where she was coming from that day. And, you know, there was obviously some sort of energy that, you know, was needing to be let out. And she happened to let it out on me in a very small way. It's not like she like screamed at me or anything. Um, but yeah, I was, I was just thinking about that. Like, I have no idea about this person's wounds, where they're coming from, why I may trigger them, <laughs> you know? And during, during this Mars retrograde, um, you know, go walk around your grocery store. <laughs> I know the highly sensitive people are going to hate this because <laughs> they're like, I, the grocery store gives me anxiety. Um, go walk around your grocery store or go walk around, you know, TJ Maxx or the world in some way and remind yourself just how much you don't know what's going on in other people's, you know, worlds. And also just observe how much we just pass judgments on people just in these regular places, like the grocery store, like, oh my God, that woman's baby is crying. Can she just control her baby? <laughs> I feel like that's a judgment that we kind of pass a lot, you know, in, in our minds or, um, you know, oh my God, this person, like, can they just f be aware? You know, they have their cart in the middle of the aisle. Like, are they not thinking about anybody but themselves? <laughs> That kind of shit. Like, just notice that. Because that's, that's just something uh, other... That's another thing that I think Mars and, retro, Mars and Retrograde is going to bring up. Um, how we may be misjudging people. How we, we may be uh, misjudging ourselves. Um, yeah. Uh, so, um, Amy, you said, I usually feel that energetics coming in a week ahead and oof these energies were a challenge with my travel partner who is a gemini i'm exhausted from their communication challenges yeah 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 i, I feel it and you know if we're born into this world as a gemini or have uh have strong gemini placements yeah i'm sure this this transit has is going to be pretty powerful for throat chakra themes okay um, so my friends, that's, that's my vibe check for today. Some of the things that we might start to be thinking about with Mars retrograde. I was gonna go through the rising signs, but I now realize we have 15 minutes left and I guess, sorry if Mars and Gemini had me blabbing and, um, I, uh, will, I, I think I might actually make a YouTube video for the rising sign forecasts, um, maybe like an updated rising sign forecast for Mars retrograde in Gemini. Um, so that is cooking. And do remember that maybe a month or two ago, me and Taylor Schuler, my um, astrologer colleague, friend, um, we made a podcast on which church all about Mars in Gemini. Um, and, um, go listen to that. Go re-listen to that because there's probably some insights in there as well. Uh, but now in our little last bit of which church, how can I be of service to you? 
Um, can I pull you a card? Can I send you a prayer? Um, can I give you a book recommendation? <laughs> what do you got, my friends? Okay, uh, let's see here. Let me get my, uh, my deck. Uh, do you guys like my office? Cute, huh? I got this, uh, desk. You can't really see it. But I got this desk, this, uh, vintage secretary desk on, uh, Facebook Marketplace for free. I got this fish tapestry in Malaysia. Uh, one of you sent me this wind chime. Thanks, Alexandra. I have it above my desk right now. And, uh, I got this picture of a 1960s dad's weekend. I stole that from my sorority house in college. <laughs> and I just like, okay my friends um let's see here lauren you said i'd love a card for the week let's see here lauren high priestess what do you actually know that you think you don't know <laughs> that's that's kind of what comes to mind like there are so many times in this in life where we're like oh god i don't know i don't know which way to go or i don't know yes there's a huge part of you who does know you know and that's the higher self and that's the connection to the higher self and also just your connection to your intuition and i think there's just a strong trust your gut as as cheesy as that sounds i think there's a strong trust your gut kind of vibe right now lauren when it comes to maybe the people that you're potentially partnering with with like your book publishing realm or maybe it's about the people in your life or whatnot but um if you've been having a hard time deciding something like i just feel like that high priestess is you already know. Um, Pam, you said I would love a card for the week ahead, please. Okay, Pam, two of swords. Uh, I would say be careful who you let into your energy this week. Uh, because the two of swords is about kind of having like our energy sort of blocked off so we can come to clarity about um about something or about a situation and the two of swords is like i gotta take a take a break take a rest sit here and kind of just observe things before i can actually know how i want to proceed and you know what's so weird, Pam? Um, I don't know why Spirit's telling me this. I don't think I don't think it's literal, but they're sort of uh, giving me the idea of a elimination diet, which is like okay, like yeah, when you're allergic to something, I'm sure you know, like yeah, an elimination an elimination diet is like okay, this week I'm gonna eliminate eggs and see if I feel better, and this week next week I'm gonna eliminate gluten or whatever, and you kind of like slowly eliminate things to find the problem. So you might be doing that in like a more spiritual sense, <laughs> like you may be saying like, what happens when I don't see this person this week? You know, will I actually feel better? <laughs> Or, like, what happens when I reopen myself up to possibilities? Like, maybe that'll make me feel better. You know, like, there's some, there's something like that, Pam. Gabby, you said, thanks for the great insights, Mal. You're so welcome. And Maria, you said, can I have a card for complicated sibling family relationships? Yeah, let's see. 
four of swords um maria i think it's like feeling like uh four of swords is a moment of kind of taking a step back and you know going to a more neutral space and also i think it's interesting that the four of swords says i am have this boundary and i am within my own energy and i'm trying to get clear within myself and i think with these complicated sibling family relationships like i wonder if there's more than one person involved like i wonder if you are acting as like some sort of peacekeeper between like a mom and a brother or something um or maybe there's a sibling that's acting as a peacekeeper between you and your dad or maybe there's a sibling drama that you know you both are telling your mom about like there's multiple people involved in this um but what would happen if you involved less people for a little while and just kind of almost surrendered in a way surrendered the battle walked off the field and took a few weeks to kind of calm the mind and think about how you want to proceed uh, because it's certainly really, really easy to act in a reactive way, especially when Mars is stationing. Um, Liza, you said I would love a card and prayer for grounding and centering myself in my intuition. Oh yeah, Liza, I am in full agreement that you can continue to walk forward in your highest intuitive knowings. And uh, you got the ace of wands which is so cool because like i feel like this ace of wands and the sacerobito tarot kind of has a maze and um it's like you're creating your own path at this moment and there's some really kind of nice new energy new excitement new mood motivation available to you and yeah i think you're right in that sense of like staying grounded while also having this new sense of motivation is really important. Um, Ellis, you said a card for love or money advice would be helpful. And I would always love a book wreck. Yeah. The Emperor in Reverse. Um... The Emperor in Reverse, this kind of reminds me of something you said earlier, Alice, about like, what does it really mean to stay in my integrity and how may I sometimes like just go along with what another person may want with and just be like, oh yeah, I'm cool with it without actually considering what I want. And that's kind of the vibe of the Emperor in Reverse for me, Alice. Maybe there's something about standing up a little bit more for what you want or staying true to the dynamic that feels really good to you not in a really tight like ugh, like kind of not in a way that feels very um strict but just in a way where you're kind of you're able to remain loose and kind of listen to what other people want and you're still in a in a place where you can compromise or like give a little bit but then you also like really do have your non-negotiables where you're like nah like this this is something i need to stay true to um that that feels like the the emperor uh in a lot of ways ellis and um and maybe the same goes for money advice too. Like staying staying kind of grounded in in what you told yourself was the goal or whatnot. Um that might also be the Emperor in reverse. I would always love a book rack. Hmm. I'll think about that. I'll think about that for you, Alice. Um, Allison, can I get a card for the energy I should be working with this Mars retrograde? Love the desk setup. Thank you. Okay. So we've got 
Knight of Wands, Two of Cups. Yeah, Knight of Wands, Two of Cups. I'm thinking about, like, the impulse, you know, Knight of Wands can be kind of um, a little bit of, like, this impulsive, spontaneous energy. And Two of Cups can be the energy of wanting connection. So I'm wondering how um, the impulse to connect can be sort of a very positive thing, but also something that may also be a distraction or be something that's taking away from what you were working on within yourself right now. And that's not me like demonizing, <laughs> you know, like having you know, a connection with someone. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that sometimes we're like, sometimes we're really not even consciously, but sometimes we're looking for a distraction from ourselves and a distraction from maybe grief or pain that we are going through. And I think just make sure that right now the people in your life, especially when it comes to romantic connections, like you know, make sure you actually like them, you know, or make sure you actually want to connect with them versus um, just them kind of being a distraction from some of the tougher things that you may be going through right now. And I'm also thinking, Al, about Mars retrograde. You as a Capricorn rising, that Mars retrograde is going through the sixth house for you. So it looks like there's some really big work-life questions that you're going to be asking yourself over the past or over the next four to six months. So yeah, that's, that's probably something that you're kind of focusing in on. Amy, you said, what does spirit advise me to do when dealing with my dad? King of swords, Amy. Um, yeah, there's, I mean, who's the hardest person to set a boundary with? Our parents. Um, and I think that if your, if your father isn't necessarily receptive to, like, verbal boundaries right now, Amy, um, there's still energetic boundaries that you can have up within yourself, and that might actually be the most important thing, like kind of saying like, I'm not going to engage in this pattern with my dad anymore, or I'm not going to engage in this cycle of argumentation anymore. You know, is that even a word? I'm not going to argue in this cycle with my dad anymore. I'm not going to um, tell my dad this information anymore. Like, you know, these little things that we have within ourselves can kind of give us back our power. And just know, Amy, that you are the king of swords, you know, and kind of tapping into your inner king of swords can be difficult, especially when we might actually have a father figure or someone like that who maybe embodies like a more toxic king of swords, like someone who is not willing to change their opinion and not willing to see the other side of things and always thinks they're right. And, you know, that can be really frustrating. But how, Amy, can you be the higher frequency of the King of Swords, which is, you know, these are the boundaries I'm keeping within myself and these are my goals, these are my intentions, and this is what I'm working towards, okay? Cher, you said, Mal, I would love a card for the week. Yeah, let's see here. Cher, Seven of Pentacles. Uh, this is such like a Mars stationing kind of vibe, isn't it? Like, because Seven of Pentacles can kind of be like, I'm at a little bit of a standstill. But how can this standstill be abundant? Like, even though I might not be making the progress that I absolutely, the be-all, end-all progress that I want to make, like, how is this moment still a gift? And what can I still get done in this moment while I continue to wait 
and sort of, I should say, prepare. How am I preparing for some manifestations to come through for me? But also not getting stuck in like, oh my God, I want this, I want this. Like, my life is over until I have this. Like, no, 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 we got to be zoomed in on what the present moment is offering to you and and really be harvesting that okay um Allie you said I'd appreciate a card of the week hermit okay cool Allie I think this is a uh, permission to take some like radical radical hermit time and uh I think also knowing that your relationships are safe and secure even if you need some alone time or hermit time and I think that is um you know that's natural and I think that um whether it's like a long walk by yourself or cleaning the house you know or kind of doing a meditation or going to do something by yourself that you've wanted to do um you know, make solo time a priority this week and allow yourself to really zoom back into your energy versus having so many other people's energy in your sphere. Amy, you said, um, Amy, you said, I'd appreciate a card poll for my situation. Put up my house for sale to move to South America, where I am now. Then the housing market started to crash. Not going to lie, I'm worried. Okay. Uh, six of Wands. Amy, this tells me that, um, you know, the Six of Wands is the card of victory. And it's typically the um, the card of, like, anything's possible and in our moments of limitations when our our fears nothing limits us like a fear story because what a fear story does is it locks us into an outcome and it makes it feel like that outcome is the only thing that can possibly happen so like let me guess, like the fear story, the worst outcome possible is, oh, my house isn't going to sell and it's somehow going to lead to financial destitution or whatever, which by the way, uh, like I get that that is extremely scary and financial stress is some of the worst stress that we can experience in my opinion. Um, but I also think that there are so many possibilities that are surrounding this situation that your fear can't completely conceptualize and if you can just remain open and stay open to just even the fact that there are thousands millions of people looking to buy a house right now and like it, it almost seems less it seems way less likely that the house will never sell versus the house selling eventually, you know, like, like it's actually more likely that things will work out than, than this worst case scenario. Okay. Um, oh, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the space background love. Um, and Katie, you said I would love a card for the week ahead. Yeah. Katie, three of swords. I think that, um, you know, the Mars station, this Mars retrograde and Gemini stationing could actually be kind of loosening up some energy in the heart space and you could be noticing some um some ways that patterning is being repeated and in this sort of loosening of some of these swords in the heart space you're like not only removing those swords but removing those those patterns and 
you know, you're saying like, I am, I'm going to be true to myself. I'm going to be true to my word. If you just popped in, go back and listen to the beginning of this. Cause we talked a lot about, um, that being a Mars and retrograde theme. And, um, I'm just, I'm thinking about, can, can we be vulnerable and brave enough to let those swords in our heart loosen? Or are we going to grip onto the old pattern so hard because we don't, you know, we don't want that uncomfortability of, you know, stepping into that new, new pattern. That's what I'm getting, Katie. Um, thanks, my friends. Al, you said this is so accurate. Exactly what I needed to hear. Thank you again for the poll and advice. Um, so glad. Cher, you said, be happy with the present moment for sure. Growth happens in stages. It really does. Um, Amy, you said, thank you, Mal. This is exactly what I'm telling myself. Not to live in fear, but stay in the high vibes of anything is possible. Yes. I'm in full agreement, Amy, of that housing situation sorting itself out in the easiest quickest way it possibly can um and i'm sending you all good vibes for this mars stationing day uh don't be too hard on yourself today don't you know be hard on your body let yourself rest radical rest is never a bad idea especially on a mars station day and uh we will talk next week <laughs>